quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I wanted to do a little reading out of my book and I hope that, you know, it'll give you some insights into what the book is like and maybe you'll want to pick up a copy yourself. The book is called Unpunished. It's a really small little book. I think it's 170 pages and it is partially my journey into connective parenting, my own stories, some stories from some of my clients. And then the ideas that I think are really important, just the basic ideas that I think are really important in parent, for, to parent with connection. And it's really this idea of we don't have to punish our kids in order to have a lovely relationship and kids that are great kids. So I'm going to be reading from chapter two and page 55. And it's called under this uh, subtitle, Asking Myself the Tough Questions. Okay, here we go. Growing up, I often felt alone and misunderstood. I didn't feel loved and my behavior worsened as I dug deep deeper into the hole that these feelings caused. I grew up in a home where mistakes were not allowed or tolerated, so I lied my way around them. Because I didn't feel seen or heard, I swallowed this deep-seated pain and replaced it with perfectionism. Striving for perfection became my way of getting the attention I craved as an adult. This need to do everything right would even follow me into my parenting. Trying to be perfect was how I pushed down the pain of my past, but how we come to terms with it What's behind us looks different for everyone. Striving for perfection and control was a way to avoid the sadness of my childhood, to make sure it never bubbled up in my throat or sting my eyes. I believed that if I could be everything to my children, then I would win the parenting game and produce the most amazing, beautiful family. The only problem is that perfection never came. So I kept looping back, trying to get it right. I went to therapy for years before having my children, but it wasn't until I had kids that all these things from my past surfaced. Somehow parenting triggered a visceral response that connected me back to my childhood. And I find the same thing happening with my clients. When we don't know what to do, we do what we know. And what we know is sometimes so deeply ingrained 
that it even surprises us when it makes an appearance. I've tried hard to reprogram my instinct to drive headfirst off the cliff every time my kids defy me. But I have to be honest, yelling to get my point across is very tempting when I'm tired, had a long day, and my patience is wearing thin. So despite all those years in therapy before having children, that's not what finally helped me fix my broken relationship with my kids. It's taken years of reading, learning, taking deep breaths, practicing, and screwing up to make progress. I don't know if I'll ever completely erase those natural instincts because most of them didn't show up until my children pushed me to the outer limits of my patience. Here's the problem. I know what I'm supposed to do, but knowing and doing are two different things, especially after years of seeing what control parenting looked and felt like as a child. There are still days when my prefrontal cortex goes on vacation and I can no longer think and be calm. But even when that happens, I've learned to push my way through it until I'm back on track. My inner child is always saying, me, 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 me. I want to be heard. Do you see me? Don't you respect me? Don't talk down to me and don't make me feel dismissed, small, and unimportant. I know this about me only because I have tried hard to figure out what this poor little girl inside needs and is trying to say in her worst moments. She is strong-willed and sensitive and she has been hurt and forsaken. My folks didn't mean to. They were emotionally abandoned too and also endured their own feelings of not being seen and heard. Knowing what they experienced doesn't invalidate my hurt. That is mine, just like they have their own. But it gives me perspective, which helps restore balance in those parenting areas where I'm weak because I know the root causes. When I allow my children's behavior to push my trigger points, I take a pause. I make mental notes and often physical notes. Now, unlike so many years ago, I ask myself, why? What am I feeling at this moment and why? Why am I letting this interaction, this upset, push me to yell? Yes, sometimes I still yell or become angry. Why do I need to be angry with my child? What do they have to do with this upset? Almost every time it comes back to me not being heard or being treated unkindly and disrespected, somehow I become that little girl again, trying to be heard and wanting to be talked to with love, kindness, respect, and thoughtfulness. The problem is I'm not that little girl. I'm an adult. And to expect to have that wound healed through my children is not only impossible, but also irresponsible. It's not my child's job to make me feel better about myself, to make me feel respected and understood. That's my job. I have to heal my wounds or they will continue to cause distress for my children. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy copays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk, their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. 
BiHeart is an easy to digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio, like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. BiHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about BiHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. In this new paradigm of using connection instead of punishments, we are trying to heal ourselves, but this new paradigm, if it is to work well, needs to be led and curated by adults who can come with complete, unconditional love and understanding. That, my sweet parents, is so hard, but it can be done. Reparenting your inner child allows you to parent your own children more effectively because without reparenting yourself, you could remain that seven-year-old whose needs were never met. When your own seven-year-old is having a difficult moment, you might be triggered to respond from your seven-year-old self. This is the disruptive parenting situation for both you and your child. Our children not only watch what we do, but they also imitate our behavior. They don't come into the world knowing how to respond appropriately to stimuli, so we are their first blueprint. We can't yell, threaten, and manipulate without expecting our children to do the same. Any change that we want to see must begin with us. So easy to point a finger at what our child is doing while dismissing how we are influencing their behavior. Facing imperfections in our character is tough, though. Who wants to hear that our child's horrendous behavior is rooted in something that we did? I certainly don't. But being honest with ourselves has to come before any of the magic connected parenting can happen. The deep, difficult work has to be done first. Before we assume our child is inherently flawed in some way, taking inventory of ourselves is necessary, but it's also challenging. Thinking about our past, including how we were raised or things that happened to us that could affect how we parent is difficult. Sometimes we have to dredge up things we've compartmentalized or tried to forget in order to fix what's broken now. When my kids aren't listening to me or are disrespectful, I lose my ever-loving mind. It sends me straight to my childhood, and it's so easy to revert back to that little girl trapped in the corner who comes out swinging. I'm not a little girl anymore. I have the power. I will not let anyone treat me that way, especially my children. No way. But wait, I'm an adult. I don't need to respond to disrespect because I know better. I know they don't mean it, and I know it has nothing to do with me or how they feel about me. It's a symptom of how they are doing and how they are feeling. This experience and this childhood are theirs, not mine. I don't need to make it about my childhood, about my hurts, and about my triggers. I've had years to get this right. And if I haven't, then I had better get to work. I keep trying to make little inroads here and there. My upsets are far fewer and my self-awareness has deepened, but it will likely never be perfect. And for me, that's a tough pill to swallow. We develop coping mechanisms in childhood to navigate our circumstances. Some of us will ignore our feelings while others of us will lash out. Often it's not until we see how our internal conflicts are affecting others, we realize that something needs to change. For many, it shows up when they have children. When our little humans no longer fit into a nice neat box we can control, suddenly our instincts kick in and all sorts of junk from our past arises to the surface. You ever acted just like one of your parents and thought, Where did that come from? Especially when you promised yourself that you'd never be like them. 
this was one of my biggest struggles when I became a parent. I knew going in that I didn't have the strongest foundation when it came to parenting, but because I'd read all the books, listened to the experts and put in the time, I didn't think that my past would rear its ugly head. I'll stop there. But the past did rear its ugly head. And I think that's a big part of what this parenting work is, is how do you rectify your own childhood while you're parenting? And everyone talks about it, this idea of reparenting. How do we dive in deeply and heal the wounds that have existed for decades that come to the surface when we have children? And I think part of it is journaling. So the book has some journaling prompts. And I think in this chapter, there's some journaling prompts at the end. And I'll give them to you, actually. It's almost the end of the chapter. So here are the journaling prompts that I said. Have you taken the time to uncover any holes in your history that need to be reparented? If you get angry at your child, ask yourself the following. One, what am I feeling at this moment and why? Why am I letting this interaction, this upset, push me to yell or become angry? Why do I need to be angry with my child? And what do they have to do with this upset? So I think those are some incredible places when you're having a hard time and you're ignited. And when you have a reaction to your child's behavior, those are some incredible questions you can ask yourself either in the moment, if you can, which probably you can't, but later. So if you get the book, you'll get each, I don't know if every chapter, but most chapters have questions at the end, some journaling ideas. And I think that is like the next step into, you know, really unraveling what's going on below the surface for us that helps us temper our reactions. So if you haven't picked up the book, you might want to. It is um, at unpunishedbook.com. That is the actual physical book. You can also get it on Amazon. I, I have it for less money, I think. It's on Audible. And I think it is on Kindle also on Amazon. So if you're interested, get a copy. It's a great little book and it's an easy read. And I hope you enjoyed this um, excerpt from it. And thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'll see you guys next time. 